Hello everyone, welcome to the Glory Room. I'm Prophetess Lou. Hope you all are having a blessed day. Before we get started, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for life and for strength. Thank you for loving us and taking care of us. Most of all, Father God, we thank you for saving our soul. Father God, we ask you this morning to forgive us for any sins we have done. We ask you to help us to get through this this podcast. Help us to apply this word to our life. Holy Spirit, Spirit, we welcome you into this podcast. We ask you to pour out your wisdom and knowledge into us. Father God, we ask you to bless the people that are hearing it, bless the people who are reading it. Father God, we ask you also to, you get the increase and I get the decrease. Help me to teach in the spirit and not in the flesh. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So today's key verse is Hebrews 12 and 11. No discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. It's painful, but afterward there will be peaceful, peaceful harvest of live, right living for those who are trained in it this way. Subject, this is the process. Christian truth, so I'm going to say it and pause behind each one to give you opportunity to say it if you like. I'm letting go of my expectations. I am at peace. I'm enjoying the season. I'm living in victory. The season that you are approaching or that you're in is complicated. It's lonely. It's frustrating. It takes a lot of discipline. But when we are done with whatever we're in, we will be living in righteousness. If we do this the right way, God's way, a lot of times we don't want to change up because when we do, we know we will lose folks, friends, even family won't won't get the new you. But God is saying the new you is who you're supposed to be. The new you is who you were created to be. The new you has blessings on the way. The new you is full of understanding and growth. Growth, people are used to seeing you unhinged and complicated and angry. But this new you is different because this new you has been disciplined and showed that the way you are acting and what you are toting wasn't of God. A lot of times we we can become this person that we think the Lord is telling us to be, but God doesn't want us to be. God doesn't want us to be these people that don't understand who we are in him. Today, the verse tells us that this discipline isn't enjoyable. It's painful. But when we are done with the harvest, we will have the peace we will have. The joy we will have, have will be what we need, and it will be what God is calling us to be. How do we discipline ourselves? First of all, we can't do it. Only God can. Second, we must yield our will and our tendencies to God. We have to let go of what we wanted to do for what God is asking us to do. We have to start accepting the fact that the people that are in our life won't be there. Possibly won't be there. The hurt I felt, the tears I've cried in many days because I have lost many friends and people because my mind wasn't ready to let go of the idea that this isn't, this wasn't what my mind wanted. See, the Bible tells us the flesh is weak and sometimes it will cause us to do things we shouldn't. But I knew what I must do. I had to let go of people and things so I can become closer to God. Are you ready to let go? Are you ready to live a disciplined life? Are you ready to understand the mission at hand and not do what you think God wants you to do? What is God saying for you to do? Romans 5, 3 through 5. Not only that, but we rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Suffering produces endurance. What is endurance? Pushing through a difficult process. Doing this challenging process will produce a good character. 
this character we will build hope and when we have this hope we won't be shamed because when we trust in god when we depend on god he will pour into our heart none of this can come forth until we stop blocking and being stubborn we have to allow the work of god to work through us for us we will start to change we will start to become better because god is doing the changing god is molding and when we let the potter mold us we won't lack anything because we are allowing him to work through us. Second Corinthians 4.17 says this, For the light monetary afflictions and preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. It doesn't seem light when we are going through it. It doesn't seem fun when we are going through it. This is the worst feeling, but as we grow and we, we trust the process and we trust in God, we learn that this is small because we have a bigger award when, when, the, when the word of God works in us. We get serious about our prayer time, when we get serious about what God has in store for us, when we start realizing our salvation isn't a game. That's when we start taking everything that's happening seriously. We won't let sin come between God and us, and we won't allow what people say shake us up and bring us out of character. We start letting go of bitterness when we look at what the process is. It's just the process. Today, the Holy Spirit wants us to know that whatever season you're in, God wants to push you through. But some of us have locked our heart and refuse to accept what he's giving us, accept what he wants us to go through. Until we accept it, the process is going to be complicated. Prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for our life, health, life, health, and strength. Lord, forgive us of the sins we have done. Lord, help us understand the process. Help us understand what you have for us. Lord, let us not look at what's happening, but look at the end goal. Lord, we thank you for, thank you so badly in our, we thank you so much we need you so badly in our life lord we ask that you help us to stay focused lord help us not to fail help us to stay on our knees crying out to you and searching for you lord you have never failed us you have never left us we ask for your strength to make it through the struggle to make it through the process in this season in jesus mighty name amen so today's topic is this is the process everything has a process um, when I was about 16, no, maybe 17, I used, I used to work at McDonald's. I worked there only three days. Um, my parents still laugh at the idea of me only lasting three days at McDonald's, but this is not the story. So when I worked there, everything had a process. I did not want to work as a cashier. Um, counting out change to people made me nervous. I didn't want to do it. So I was like, I want to make the sandwiches. They put me on fries, hated it. And so I had a guy that said, oh, I heard that you wanted to learn how to make the sandwiches and stuff. So he took me and showed me how to make the sandwiches. And it was a process. It really was. You had the buns, you had the hamburgers, you had the lettuce, you had this, you had that. And it was a process to make that sandwich. And I was like, wow, this is really cool because I, I didn't know. But now I'm quite sure they have changed it a lot since I was working at McDonald's. But it was a process there. I used to work at Papa John's. It was a process of making the pizzas. Um, I used to work at Video Warehouse. It was a process checking in the videos. Uh, it was everywhere you go. It's a process. Even in your own life, it's a process. How you get up, what you do is a routine, a process. And sometimes when we get too busy, we might forget that we have a process we go through, so we skip all the rest of the steps and get to the end. But the thing about the process that we have with God, you can't do that. You have to work it through. No matter how hard it gets, no matter how tough it gets, we have to start from the beginning to the middle to the end. There's no rushing it. 
And I remember when I first gave my life to Christ, um, the first thing, first thing I entered into was the lonely season. It, it was very tough for me because I was used to being around people or used to having friends and texting people and having this large, big phone book in my phone of people to text and call. But when I gave my life to God, that was the first thing I, I didn't have because people don't like to be around people that are different. Because people begin to think, oh, you think you're better than me. I'm like, no, I don't think I'm better than you. I just found something. I found someone that loves me, someone that's great. Someone that, no, 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 no. I lost a lot of people that I called friends. A lot of my family members couldn't accept it. They oftentimes brought up my past. And the thing that bothered me the most was that I was alone. And I couldn't get past that. I cried every day. I asked God, can I just at least have one friend? And because I needed to go through that lonely season because I needed to know how to rely on him and not people. And I didn't know how to do that, to be honest. I relied on my peace and happiness through people. I relied on my peace and happiness with my phone chiming every time. I'm, I was a big texter, still is, um, which I don't, have, I don't have any friends, really. But that's besides the point. But... Um, if you know me, I'm a texter. I do not like getting on the phone. I will text you quicker than I will get on the phone. But if we have to get on the phone, we get on the phone. And so I was used to my phone chiming, chiming over and over again. And it wasn't chiming. I will go two and three hours and look at my phone and no one would text me. I will go weekends. Well, because my, my twin was, my twin's married and my, all my brothers and sisters are actually married. And so no one would text me. No one would call me. I would go weekends without anyone calling or texting me. And so to go from one extreme to now this, it was hard. But at the end of the process, I realized I don't need that. I need Jesus. And I need that quiet time to have with Jesus. I don't need the phone chiming. I need that quiet time to read my word. I don't need to go out and 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 go shopping and because I didn't go, I never went to a club, never went to a bar. That that was never my thing. I've never been, still 36, never been to a car, never been to a party or to a club. I've never, nor a bar. But I learned I didn't need all that tension. Because in that peace, without the phone ringing, I realized I could hear him more. So even now, I spend a lot of times talking to him. I spend a lot of times reading my word and praying to him because I'm alone. But that was my process. Now, we all have a different process. It's the lonely season. It's the um, the financial season. Some people have less finances. Some people have more finances. It depends on what season you're going through. But the point of me explaining this to you is that no matter how hard it is, you cannot give up. Because it's the process. And Paul says such a great message, such, such a great verse. He says, for this light monetary affliction is preparing for us an internal weight of glory beyond all comparison. He said, for this is light monetary affliction. The things that we're dealing with, he says, light, those are, uh, someone told me those are pit pack games, patty cake games. And I was insulted when they said that, but I realized now, but what they're saying was, is that what you're going through, what you're dealing with, that is small compared to what you need to really be focused on. 
What we need to be focused on is communing with God. What we need to be focused on is learning our maker. And the only thing, the only way to do that is to read and, and, and pray. But we find that hard. And when God gets to, to the process of molding us and shaping us, we don't see it then. We, we think maybe he's being cruel or maybe he don't love us. But we have to understand that he puts all us through the molding process. It's up to us to go through it like, like it's easy. But we can only do it with God. We take If you take that process at first and you're going through it yourself and you're not praying, you're not communicating, you're so focused on the process, you're going to have a very hard time. Because sometimes seasons can last two and three years. Seasons can last one to three years. I mean, one to two months, sometimes a week. It depends on how you go through the process. My lonely season lasted a while. It lasted a great minute. And even now, I don't have friends. I don't have people that, that call and, and text me. You know, I don't, I don't, I mean, I have people that check in, but to have a true friend that that constantly in my life, I don't have that. And I'm okay with that. I'm not telling you this as a pity party, but I'm telling you this to show you that sometime the process that God puts us through, that might be your process for the rest of your, your life. That might be something you have to deal with for the rest of your life. And see, people I know, they have kids, they have husbands, and they, you know, they, they have those things. I don't. I don't have a kids. I don't have a husband. I don't have a boyfriend. And that was another process he took me through. And I'm still going through that process. So don't look at your process as, oh, I'm going to begin it. I'm going to end it in a minute. No. I'm going to begin it. I'm going to end it when he says so. When he says so, just like when the seas was was acting up, the wind was blowing and everything, and everyone was freaking out, he said, peace be still, just like that. And he could do that to your season now. He could say, okay, stop. Okay, go. But wherever he places you in, children, people of God, the thing that you have to understand is that when you get to that place where you're yielding yourself to him, and you're hearing his voice, the process is much easier. Because the longer you don't enjoy it, the more you have to start back over and start back over and start back over and start back over. And then, like I said, sometimes it's just a product. This is going to be part of your life. And I think this is part of my life because I had all that. And I don't need all that. You, you, you see what I'm saying? sometimes people will go through a season where they're making a lot of money and they're like, oh my, I'm making so much money that I don't, I don't have, I don't even know what to do with this money. And then the next thing you know, this person said, I can't save a dime. I don't know what's happening to my money because you're going through a season without it. It's something you're doing with your finances that God doesn't like. Look at it. It's something you're doing with your finances that God is saying, okay, Take a look at this. Do you have to do this? You see what I'm saying? So let's look at this real quick. It says, not only that, but we enjoy rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put to shame, because God's love has been poured into our heart through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. See, it says here that going through this, 
We'll build character. Our character will change. We'll become stronger. Things that used to bother us won't bother us anymore. Depends on what the process is. But in this, we'll produce endurance. We'll produce character. We'll produce hope. Because we're changing. We're forever changing in God. I can look back now and look back when I first started. I'm not that same person. I can look back many years ago and be like, oh, okay, I'm not that same person. I'm different. I don't think the same. I'm more rational. And a lot of people in our life, they're used to us being unhinged. They're used to us being that person that's willing to fight. They, they're used to us being the person that wants to get angry. I remember a situation happened at my job and uh, the one person they expect to get crazy got crazy. And I was standing there like, huh, all right, well, this is how we're acting today. And everyone was like, I'm so surprised. I'm like, yeah, that's that's not how I'm handling things. When I'm old, most importantly, I, I'm walking with God. I'm not going to act like that with no one. And it happened again and again and again. And now everyone's used to me just being very calm. Like, okay, well, this is how we're going to act. I, I, I talk to everyone later. I, I'm not going to engage in things because I, I used to engage in things and, and try to fight and try to argue and try to fuss. No, no. Because the thing is, is that when we fuss and we argue and yell, it grieves the Holy Spirit. He steps back. He's like, okay, you're you're acting this way. I'm going to step back. I'm going to give you a moment to act this way. I'm, I'm going to be right here. He doesn't leave. I want to make that clear. He does not leave, but he steps back. He it grieves him. He, he's like, okay, this is how you're acting. So we must be careful how we react to things. We have to understand that he's always there. And he's always listening. So, yes, you, you, you take a different approach to things because you've been molded and you have changed. It doesn't make you better than people. If someone say that to you, they're just trying to cut your spirit, and that's the enemy, rebuke him and keep going. Don't argue. Just say, okay, well, you think you're better than me. I don't, but okay. You do. All right. Uh, why are you not responding? I am. <laughs> it makes people more angry because you're responding to them with quick phrases, quick phrases, because you're not meddling in them. You're not engaging with them. Because they're used to saying one thing and you're... Are they used to saying one thing and you're going this way? But you're not. Because you realize that God has control over your life. And who you are and what people think you are are two different things. Okay? Let's look at one of these verses. It says Proverbs 15 and 10. If you have your Bible, go to Proverbs 15 and 10 real quick. Okay. NLT says, NIV says, there is severe discipline for him who forsakes the way. Whoever hates reproof will die. Proverbs 15 and 10 and NLT, whoever abandons the right path will be severely disciplined. Whoever hates correction will die. It says, whoever abandons the right path will be severely disciplined. You can abandon the path that you're on if you want to. You have that free will. But I'm telling you, it's not worth it because you're going to come right back. You have to start over. It is a severe discipline when we forsake the way and whoever hates reproof when you're walking in this 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 process of being molded you're going to be disciplined all the time i can tell you i can think i've handled the situation in some whatever process i'm in and god immediately said okay so you know you're apologizing for what what did i do 
He's like, no, you got to go back and apologize. They, 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 they yelled at me. I didn't do anything. No, you offended them. How did I offend them? You know, and he's like, oh, I'm like, why? And I'm, I'm gone because he told me. I'm still asking why, but I'm still walking towards this person. I apologize. And he had to deal with me with this because sometimes when you apologize, even though they're the ones that did wrong, some people won't give you an apology. And that used to burn my butter. But I learned that it's not what they do that he's looking at. I me, mean, he's looking at what they do, but he's looking at me. This is my life. And he's not looking at what they do to affect me. He's looking at what I do to affect them. And so I will apologize. I have apologized to multiple people that I feel like I did nothing wrong. But I did it because he told me to. And I did it in the right way. Don't just do it because he told you to. But do it in the right heart. Do it in a way that he told you to do it. So yes, the process is hard. But you can make it through the process. But you got to stay on your knees. And I don't care if you got to come in every day and you cry out and you say, God, it was mean to me today. <laughs> And you like, it's okay, I got you, I'm going to comfort you. I don't care if you got to go in and you just sit. Just sit in his presence and soak. Whatever you got to do, get through the process, but do it in the right way. If you do it in a bitter way, you're not going through that process. Wherever process you're in, wherever test you're in, wherever trial you're in, wherever you want to call it, do it in the right mindset, people, God, friends. Because when you do it in the wrong way, you won't grow. And he'll make you do it again. I hope you all enjoyed this devotional. I did. Um, this ends. This is the process. I pray you all have a blessed day. Remember, Jesus loves you. I love you too. Remember to like, subscribe, and follow on any multiple uh, major platforms or even whatever platforms you're on. Just in case you don't know, we're on Apple, Spotify, Google, um, iHeart, and Pandora. Even on um, Amazon Audio, which is amazing. So um, you can go and listen to those on there. Um, also, please like, subscribe, please share with a family member or a friend, and please share on your social media if you don't mind. Thank you. Be blessed.